Hello, everyone. Welcome to For the Record, episode number 88. Hope everyone is having a great day listening to this. Before we get into today's episode, I would just like to take a moment and thank our awesome sponsor for this episode, Audible.com. Audible is your go-to source for audiobooks. You can choose from over 180,000 different titles, ranging from every genre and story imaginable. It's perfect and ideal for those who don't have time to read and are on the go, or would just like to have someone read a story to them during that relaxing time off. To get a free 30-day trial and free audiobook, visit audibletrial.com slash shameless promo. Once again, audibletrial.com slash shameless promo. Alright guys, today's episode is Chase Fine. Chase is an actor from Los Angeles, California with quite an impressive resume under his belt in the last several years. He's acted and produced in an Emmy-nominated television series called Dark Prophet, has taken on roles in the voiceover world for films such as the new Ghostbusters, I believe that came out last year, and he starred in a highly reviewed short film entitled On the Rocks, which is now available on iTunes and Amazon. We'll put a link in the bio so you can go and check it out. Chase was an incredible guest, and we chatted over the phone recently to discuss his work over the past several years, the making of On the Rocks, and his work with Channel 101, among a number of other really fun topics. Without further ado, here's episode number 88 of For the Record with actor Chase Fine. Enjoy. good to speak with you good to speak with you thanks so much for having me on i've been listening to your podcast i i i just love it you, you sound like your voice is uh you just sound like a great guy immediately oh dude to the podcast so i was like oh my god i can't wait to talk to you dude that means so much thank you seriously that's i oh, yeah. i that means a lot uh whenever someone listens but that that man oh i'm flustered thank you so much <laughs> oh yeah yeah dude i do uh, I, I do voiceover so i pay attention to people's voice and and very warm going uh friendly and uh it really, um, yeah, it, and, and the content that you, you have in the podcast is super great. Well, thank you but, um, so yeah, much. So I'm stoked to be, I'm stoked, stoked to uh, do the podcast with you. Thanks yeah, so much. yeah, no worries. I'm excited to talk with you. Um, I, um, well, you said you do voiceover work. Uh, what have you, what are some of the voiceover roles you've, you've done as of late or have done in the past? I'm curious so, to know. Yeah. Yeah, so basically I do uh, what's called ADR and looping. Oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I've done about... I think like maybe like already like 60 films or so and I've done everything from you know kids like uh, Cars and Tinkerbell to uh, <laughs> Pop Star, Central Intelligence, uh, Ghostbusters. I was uh, I think I was about 
15 different ghost voices on Ghostbusters. Oh, that's Owen, the uh, new one? That's awesome. Yeah, so uh, so it, it's quite a range of, uh, of TV and film um, doing, doing a lot of the looping, so... A uh, very specific skill and a lot of fun. Yeah, that's oh, that's so cool. Yeah, I um, I did a film program in um, in college when I when I was in school at the time, and we uh, our final project was to make a I think it was like an eight to uh, fifteen minute long short film, and so we had to we had to learn all about ADR because so, we quickly learned that sometimes when we're out in the field that the audio does not turn out the way we always hoped that it would. So we had to bring all the actors back yeah. in to do all of their, uh, to be like, Hey, exactly. so you got to do all your lines again for this scene. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's, it's one of the biggest pains in the ass for actors and we wish we didn't have to do it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so you, so you know, you know the deal, you know the deal. Oh yeah. Um, are you out in LA or are you elsewhere in the United States? Yeah. Um, I'm I'm in LA now. I was um, born in New York. Uh, born in New York, raised in New Jersey. Uh, school in New York. Uh, went to Tisch for acting, and then I did my masters in London and Russia. So I I skipped the country for a year and a half. And wow. Was acting up a storm out there, and then uh, wanted to go back to New York to kind of you know gain my chops. But an audition brought me out to LA, and um, I had I had some family out here, and uh, I said yeah, why not. It's nice and funny. That's awesome. Well, when you say you were going to um, New York um, to work on chops and things like that, were you working? Were you planning on doing like plays and uh, different uh, like live stage acting in that sense? Yeah, you know, I was raised as a theater actor, so mm. so I I had a, a healthy, uh, obnoxious attitude that the theater <laughs> is where we gave our chops. But um, and it did it really, you know, that that's where you get some really good guts. Um, so that's what I thought I would do. I thought I'd do uh, plays, I would do theater, and get into TV and film. But um, I got to say, being in LA, I think every theater actor should do uh, should work with a camera, and every film actor should work in the theater. I think you get uh, both just complement each other so much, and, and it's invaluable. Um, it's all the same thing, just just different playgrounds. Absolutely, and I mean it's it, it's. It's so crazy to well when we when we did the film program we worked with the actors that were in um, they, they were in a class a lot of the people in there like everyone who was in this acting for the camera class were all theater students so they all were in every play every production and you see not only do you see the similarities but you see like that it's good to have the knowledge for both of them because when you're in a play you have to project every whatever emotion that you have on a stage all the way to the back row. And then, whereas yeah. with acting for the camera, I mean, of course, you know the deal, but like with acting for the camera, it's, yeah. it's a little bit yeah. of a different thing, but, um, no, they're, they're both yeah, very important skills to have. Yeah. 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 I think so. And not to, not to, uh, it sounds like a fashion theater. I mean, I came from it. No, I no, no. It, but <laughs> I think I see, I've seen, I, I think this is such a bad statement to say, but I think 90% of, of theater actors that is out there, this is such a big statement, you know, but is, is gets away with murder sometimes. And I don't, I, I think that the, there is a false kind of like, um, like people can get away with stuff. Like you can kind of say like, how dare you, Johnny? I can't believe what you did to me. And it seems a little bit acting and you go, oh, it's theater. You know, they need to reach the back row. Oh, but yeah. I think a lot of people get away with that. And, and so I kind of like the grounded, truthful 
you're speaking a little bit louder because somebody's 20 feet away. But um, yeah, yeah, that's that's what I love. Yeah, no, it's it's fast. It it's fascinating to me. Um, just I I mean both both avenues of acting, whether it's um in a stage performance or whether it's it's on film. I mean, when you were kind of making the jump and you moved to LA, what was I guess what were some of the the maybe the first projects that you were working on in terms of the ones that you had this theater experience and you had this all this acting training. And then you got this opportunity to go um, out to Los Angeles in a place that's very driven by um, filmmaking and television and whatnot. Um, yeah. I guess what were you able to take from that, from all of that knowledge and all of that, everything that you'd learned, and then really apply that to what you were doing? Um, well, I think it's a two part. The first thing of the first things I was involved with is when I was still uh, Tish at Stella Adler. Um, during the summers, I came out to L.A. to work. And uh, hmm. so my first job on a set was a PA on the movie Knocked Up. Oh, cool. Okay. And so that was, yeah, that was an incredible experience, my first kind of introduction uh, into the film world. I worked uh, on uh, a film set called Lakeview Terrace, which was really incredible with uh, Neil Labute, who's a, 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 an amazing playwright, and uh, Joe Piccarello, who's um, a wonderful producer. Um, and then I worked in, I kind of shadowed casting for a little bit at Fox Feature Films with the incredible Donna Isaacson. And, um, so those were my first kind of like, you know, toe into the pool kind of experiences in Los Angeles. And then when I came out here, I, um, what's this, let's see, uh, a movie called Default brought me out here by an amazing director called Simon Brand. Okay. And, um. Is truly incredible. So I did that audition, and it lasted a little while. I remember like a month or a month and a half, and I didn't get the part, but that was the first thing that brought me out. Um, and then coming out here, I would say the I worked on a uh, a show called Dark Prophet. Yeah, I uh, yeah, that's 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 the that's the first kind of uh, foray out here, along with this other thing called Channel One Hundred One. Um, I met Yvette Vargas, who was the creator, showrunner, um, writer of Dark Prophet. And the story behind that is I, there was a bunch of projects in the room for the audition. And I was auditioning for the, uh, for the comedy. And I saw the breakdown for Dark Prophet. I said, I'm a mysterious guy, knows martial arts, you know, kind of badass. I'm like, I don't want to play that part. Yeah. <laughs> but I said, they're not going to cast me. They, they've seen this comedy. I'm doing a comedy audition. But somehow during that audition, Yvette called me up and, uh, wanted to talk about the project and then I became uh, an actor I became the guy on the, the project that's awesome yeah well that I was actually one of the I was about to ask you how did that come about but that's I mean how long did that did that project last in terms of um well um it, just in terms of the the pre-production that went into it and until it was finally brought onto the screen and uh, adding on to that, I read that you had production credits in that show, and I wanted to ask yeah. you about, um, I guess maybe where your interest in, I always find it fascinating when people take on, they, there's people who will say, oh, I just want to do acting, or I just want to do producing, but I always find it really cool when someone is like, no, nah, I kind of want to do a little bit of both. I want to try multiple things, and I guess, I guess what drew you into the idea of uh, uh, producing on the show, and... Um, yeah. 
Okay, perfect. So I'll go into a little bit of the, the, the pre-production into Dark Prophet. Cool, yeah, sorry. I just, like, the, asked uh, a ton of questions. Multiple hat. No, no, no. That's great. My, my, brain, my brain's tracking. I'm there. Um, <laughs> awesome. So with Dark Prophet, we did this uh, NBC Universal competition. So we had to make three three-minute episodes. We made about nine minutes. Okay. And uh, we won first place, and they gave, us, they gave us some money to pursue it more. And then Yvette is just so wonderful in that she was doing the comic book and the mobile apps and um, all these different things around the show to make it multi-platform. And uh, I was talking with her more and more, and I was kind of talking to her every day. We became really close. And that's kind of how I became a producer on it. I, I found some, uh, uh, some funding for uh, the pilot, and we were just kind of talking every day. So that's how I kind of, you know, crossed that line into producing and talking about the project with her. And then finally we said, you know what, why don't we just shoot, shoot the pilot? So we shot the pilot, um, and long story short, that worked some of her magic. Uh, we went to Comic-Con with a uh, comic book. She, was, she has the mobile apps you know, still in development with virtual reality, which is super cool. And um, we were nominated for two Emmys in the interactive category. So that was, that was, uh, that was awesome not to mention just to walk down the red carpet and, and yeah. be at the show and uh, and the after party, but uh, that was really a blast. God, that's so, so cool. So that was kind of, that's how, you know, and I remember like dancing with John Voight at the, at the after party. <laughs> I'm just I'm dancing around. I, I'm like a few drinks in, and all of a sudden I see John Voight, I'm like, wow, I, I, we're just, yeah, we're, let's all dance. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> So then the producing and the acting aspect, I'm a part of this, I, I would say it's one of the most amazing gems in Los Angeles, and I tell everybody about it, um, it's Channel 101. Channel 101 was started by Dan Harmon and Rob Schraub, um, and basically it's a month, it's a collective of filmmakers, actors, producers, writers, uh, DPs, sound, everybody. And every month we go to the Downtown Independent Theater, we watch 10 five-minute episodes of different shows that everybody's created. We vote for our top five, and those top five come back the next month for the next episode. The other five drop out, and new five come up to compete the next month. But what it really is is just like it's a playground every month for filmmakers, actors, directors, everybody. So I've been doing it for the past five years, working with my friends and uh, creating every month. And it's been really uh, a godsend because, you know, I've never felt out of work. I never know yeah. if I'm in work or out of work. I'm always creating. So that's, that kind of instilled in me that there's no waiting by the phone. There's no kind of sitting around. We have so much capability. Just get up and do it. Yeah, it's it, that's uh, you took the words right out of my mouth. It, it's getting up and being able to collaborate with other people within within your field and not just sitting around and kind of be like, Oh, I wonder when the next thing is going to come along. You have all these different, you have all these different things. And I, th I think that's so cool because it keeps it so interesting and it doesn't keep you, it, you don't get, you don't get bored. It's always something, it sounds like it's something new to look forward to every single, every single time there's something going on. Exactly. And you never know what's coming either. And, um, by the way, you're my first podcast. Oh my God! Awesome. Welcome. I, I just realized I was like, I don't know if I'm talking to him. I don't know the rules of this. No, you're all good. I, I think it's, it's fun. Awesome, um, man. And so, if you don't mind me piggybacking on that, just because something great came out of Channel 101, besides all my best friends in filmmaking, is I um, my first movie came out in theaters in Los Angeles this year, 
because um, some of my best friends, uh, Ariel Gardner and Alex Kavutsky, yes. um, we've been working for years, and we made our first film on the rocks with all our friends on a very small budget, and uh, we had a successful run here in Los Angeles, and it all came out of working with the future f- uh, filmmakers. And they're, they're the best of guys, and they're, they're immense super talent. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's, I think that, that is a good piece of advice. Meet, meet your future filmmakers and friends now, and um, life is really enjoyable that way. Definitely. Well, um, that segued really perfectly into the it's some questions that I'd had about On the Rocks, which was, um, so it, that came together as a channel, did that come together as a channel 101 project, or was that just um, and and yeah. meeting through that? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Originally, that- we did a short for channel one called On the Rocks, and we shot it, and, and nobody voted it back. <laughs> oh. It failed. It didn't come back for the next episode, but it was strange because we didn't get voted back but everybody said oh my gosh i really like that that was really great where that was my insane relationship and then when uh, alex and Aaron were thinking about what we do for our first movie um with with budget and everything this seemed the most feasible and uh um, the most fun to do that's i i mean it seems like a it's a super um I, I love stories like that that really explore the human relationship like i i love seeing yeah. the the next marvel comic movie as much as the next person i i always look forward to this yeah. but at the same time i love dramatic films that really take a look at people and they make you either see yourself or see another person in a different character i i guess what was that story based off of was that just was that just an original like hey let's sit down and write a project or was it based off of something that had um happened to well, you guys yeah or, yeah yeah, well, I think uh, you know, I think there's some truth of some life experience somewhere in there uh, for either or both Ariel and Alex. Uh, I'll let them, you know, when you get them on the podcast, yeah. tell you <laughs> how they came up. But they kind of took those elements and then made it into the feature, and gotcha. so they threw in they threw in some of the, the fun ideas that they had. Um, but basically, the whole movie is improv. Oh wow! So Ninety minutes of us doing improv. So I think when I got the first script, I finished a mo- shooting movie in North Carolina called The Moleskin Diary. And a couple weeks later, they said, okay, we, we want to shoot the movie. And I think I got an eight-page outline. And I was like, guys, eight, eight page? Eight page? I, don't, <laughs> I think we're missing some stuff. Yeah. They're like, no, 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 trust us, trust us. We got it. We got it a, a week later, a week before we shoot. There was a 26-page outline. So we had the 26-page outline. We, we had maybe two or three rehearsals um, to kind of, you know, flesh out the characters. And then every day was fantastic because we'd get on set and we'd kind of know, okay, come in. You're having a, a fantastic time on your vacation. You mentioned this. you got to get pissed off. You get into a fight and you leave. Let's see how it goes. We had two cameras rolling and it was just so free and so exciting. And um, Alex and Ariel... Um, really encourage just like putting everything out there you weren't afraid to try anything because if it was terrible it would end up on the cutting room floor yeah and it allowed room for for really uh really fun stuff to come through that's that's so unique i've never heard of a i i mean i've heard of films where they'll 
say, okay, shoot the script and then, okay, let's do a couple extra takes and do improv and we'll see what happens with that. Yeah. But I've never heard of a, of a film like that. That's so cool to me <laughs> because I, I'm a huge, um, oh, yeah. I'm a huge improv fan at least, at least within comedy terms, but I think it's cool that, oh, uh, right. to see it in the dramatic world. I th- that's awesome. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's a little, a little curb style if you're, if you're a curb fan. Oh yeah. Um, def- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was it was unbelievable, and it and it and it it taught me it taught me so much more every time I, I do anything. It teaches me about acting, but um, it was really it was by far my best experience um, ever. That's fantastic. Um, because I, yeah, yeah, because I think my my I think everybody says, "What do you want? What do you want? What do you want to do? What do you want to accomplish?" And I think I'm more of I'm more of a guy who likes to focus on the journey rather than the goal because the yeah. end because then life is more enjoyable. And so working with people I love and really talented, creative, wonderful people on wonderful projects, I mean, that's kind of how, how I, I go through the, the whole journey. And so I, I think there's no, no way to lose. So on the rocks and working with uh, my best friends, was it, it was an incredible first experience. That's, that's so cool. Uh, how, long, how long did the process take to film the, to film the whole movie uh, to get it down to the hour and a half product that we see today? So I think on the record, hopefully nobody from SAG is listening. Um, I think on the record it's like 14 <laughs> days shooting. Gotcha. And then and then um, and then I think there was maybe two or three days that we kind of picked up some stuff or uh, or did some other things. And then I think the original cut, I don't know, um, I'll have to check with Ariel, was probably two and a half hours or something, wow. something super long. <laughs> and then it was he, he he's just a wizard at editing. And uh, got it down to 90 minutes. There was an 87 minute version, and it didn't feel right. There was a 92 minute version, didn't feel right. And then we got the 90, and it and it worked. It's amazing what you can see from editing, and just how a couple minutes can really change the entire tone of a film, or change the feeling oh of something. Yeah. Like it's 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 wizardry. Like it's it's insane to see how it is yeah. wizardry. Exactly. <laughs> um, it is wizardry. It is. It, I'm realizing more and more. Um, it, it's, it's, it's really, it's made in the editing room. It's, it's, um, to cut to a certain reaction, to cut uh, a hair, a uh, half a second to cut somebody off in between the line. Really, um, it's such a it's powerful wizardry. Yeah. I mean, we can just put it at that. I think, um, it, I think I'm it, grateful yeah. that Ariel was behind the wheel. I think I once heard Kevin Pollack, um, I think it was Kevin Pollack say like, I love editing because it's the final rewrite that you don't get. Um, when you're writing the script yeah. and I was like, Oh, that's good. I want, I'm going to keep that from now on. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Um, that's so right. And if, and if, and if you're the writer, because, uh, Alex and I were the writer, director, producer team. So they saw it from beginning to end. If you have that and you go from beginning to end, it's, such, it's probably such a wonderful, you know, rewrite at the end that you can have. Exactly. Um, with, with on the rocks, um, I'll generally ask this to, um, either honestly to anyone that, that's involved with the film project, whether it's an actor, producer, a writer, director, um, with, with this film, what did, what do you hope audiences take away after watching it? If there's a message, if there's an idea, if there's a certain aspect of the story that you want people to pay particular attention to, um, what do you hope they take away from it? I'm interested in hearing about their experiences, honestly, because I think the LA Times said, I, and it's, this is a rough, rough quote, but I think they said it's a 90-minute 
panic attack, but funny. And somebody else said it's it's constantly on the edge anxiety, but hilarious. So um, the movie is just fraught with wonderfully deep, complex, and volatile relationships. And uh, so far for the, sc- the screenings we've had and people who've, who've come up to us, most of them say, like, oh, I was married to Karen, or, like, I was, <laughs> I was with a deadbeat like Dallas. So it's crazy how he, these, these people, they're almost caricatures because of how they could seem like characters because of how big and volatile they are. Yeah. It's been incredible how people relate and who they relate to. And so I played Dallas, who's kind of the, the more quiet, you know, passive guy, and Karen is kind of this firecracker, you know, causing explosions all over the place. And so a lot of people will say, like, ah, I feel like Dallas. That's me. That's my life. And, um, and my buddy Alex, who's, who's one of the writers, producers, and directors, um, he says, everybody says that they're a Dallas, but we're really a little bit Karen. <laughs> so um, I don't know what the I don't know what the message that I I'd want for somebody to have it, but I I would love for people to see it just because um, I think what's most exciting is where people where people relate to it and also being on the edge of your seat um, with anxiety but enjoying it the entire time. So that's that's what I that's what I hope they enjoy about it. Awesome. And uh, where can people find the movie? I believe it's on, you can find it on iTunes and Amazon. Is that correct? Is there anywhere else that I'm Yeah, using? iTunes, Amazon, Vudu, although I, I, I haven't hopped on Vudu yet, but if you're a Vudu, Vudu, uh, Vudu um, conduit or owner, um, check it out there. Sweet. But yeah, iTunes and Amazon, and um, yeah, that's where, that's where you can find it. Awesome. Well, we're almost at the end of this. Um, I guess the last thing I want to just uh, add in is uh, where can people find you online and go and check out uh, any projects and anything you've got coming up and if there's any ideas or sorry, not any ideas, any projects or things that you can share that you're working on, uh, please go ahead and plug them and let us know. Cool. Here's the plug as well. My name is Chase Fine. So chasefine.com seems like the best website to have. That's uh, last name is F-E-I-N. And Facebook is Chase Fine Actor. Awesome. Twitter is at Chase Fine. And Instagram, I'm really Chase underscore Fine. I had Chase Fine, but I, I forgot the password. And I, and then the recovery goes to some Hotmail account. So yeah. I don't know if somebody hacked <laughs> it, but someday I'll have Chase Fine. Into, but right now one day. Fine. <laughs> and one day. Awesome. And to keep an eye out in the future, I um, The Moleskin Diary um, is another movie that's going to be doing some festivals. Uh, this year, and it'll be coming out hopefully end of this year or early next year. Um, and then I had a short life um, that people should definitely check out. Um, that's a lot of fun. And then I'm also, um, I've created my own uh, series, Boxer, and um, I have uh, 35 minutes of it, and I'm going to be pitching it. So hopefully I can uh, sell it and show that to the world, and if not, Boxer will make an appearance somewhere on the virtual world. All of that sounds awesome. You are a busy guy. That is, that's really cool to hear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy, happy to, happy to be working and have fun projects. Definitely. Well, Chase, it was so awesome to talk to you. I'm uh, thrilled that you were on the show and that we could be your first podcast and that we could, um, and that we get to share this uh, with everyone when it goes up. Uh, thank you again so much. Jared, thanks for for having me, man. It's it's uh, been a pleasure and uh, continued success with the podcast because it's awesome. Thank and, you uh, so it's much. Been a pleasure.
Thanks for taking my podcast virginity. <laughs> Not a problem. Happy, happy to do so. All right, man. We'll take care. Thank you All so right. much. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Emily. Have a good one. Have a good one. Take care. Bye. 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 Thank you for tuning in, guys. Really appreciate it. If you guys would like to keep up to date on all of Chase's work, you can visit facebook.com slash chasefineactor, C-H-A-S-E-F-E-I-N actor. His website at www.chasefine.com or follow him on Twitter at chasefine. For more from For the Record podcast and Shameless Promotions and Media, visit www.shamelesspromo.net and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Leave a comment, rate the show, and let us know what you think. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.